We all know this, um, well, at least I do, but your brain lies to you. And I'm going to talk about it today on the Creativity Care Podcast. Uh, if you were listening, I did just do jazz hands. So uh, if you have not visited my YouTube channel, go ahead and give it some love. And if you're on YouTube, please go give me some love over, over on Spotify, as well as on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. My name is Bethany Joy, and I am the host of this podcast, The Creativity Cure. I'm the owner of Bethany J Photography, and that's where you can find me on Instagram, at Bethany J Photography. I am an artist in Maryland, and I help women cultivate the skill of creativity by taking these concepts that I've used as an artist and applying them to our everyday lives. Right now, we're in a series on design thinking. I actually started this podcast to talk about um how to make design more accessible. Um, I have personally experienced the power of design and I absolutely love noticing the way that good design makes our lives better. And I wanna talk about it, but also make it relatable to you. So that's what this podcast is all about. We started a series on design thinking, which is a process that designers use to quickly make research-based products. It's a non-linear process. Um, the steps are to empathize, to define, to ideate, to prototype, and then to test. You can watch all of the episodes on empathy and defining your problems, as well as my first episode on ideation where we talked about the Medici effect um, at my podcast if you want to catch up. Please remember to leave me a review as well as um, five stars. I think you can do a five star rating on the podcast side of things. But I want to grow my audience so I, so I can get more feedback on the things you want to talk about. I want to know the struggles you go through and what I can do to create a space that's not just for motivating, but it's for empathizing, it's for understanding, and it's for encouraging you to pursue creativity in spite of what might be against you. So today we're going to talk about prototyping. We talked about ideation. And now we're going to talk about prototyping. We are on step four of this process, which is crazy because I started um, a couple months ago now. So it's going really fast and I, I can't wait to finish it up. Um, we started with empathy. We defined our problems. Um, we looked at how to be inspired with ideas. And now we are prototyping. And I'm going to challenge you today to lean into a growth mindset. Let's look inward at prototyping and how this design process can engage your creative thinking. First things first, uh, I always share the resources uh, that I use in the links below. I like to give credit where credit is due. So please go ahead and check that out. I also blog about all of these topics the week after I do the podcast. I also blog about these topics and I expand on them or I recap them. So if you ever want to check that out, visit bethanyjphotography.com. So Merriam-Webster defines growth mindset as a way of viewing challenges and setbacks. People who have growth mindset, they believe that even if they struggle with certain skills, their abilities are not set in stone. People who are opposite have a fixed mindset. They believe that 
they can't change, that things won't improve no matter how hard they try. First, what is a prototype? What's a prototype? <laughs> a prototype is a noun and it is an original model on which something is patterned. It says see archetype. It's also someone who is an individual that exhibits the essential features of a later type. It's a standard or a typical example, and in design, it's a full-scale and functional form of a new type of design. So prototyping is when you take the best ideas that you have and you're going to be experimenting, putting them to the test. You're putting, you're putting your ideas to the test and you're testing them in reality. And the reason that designers do this is because you want to understand exactly how that idea plays out in the real world. And the best way to test an idea is to actually create a version of it and then have people interact with it. Prototypes are built so that you can think about your solutions in a different way. So prototyping is all about engaging with the reality of your idea, not holding on to ideas that aren't good, and not completely getting rid of things that work. You are judging. So whereas with the idea stage, we wanted to really be open and free. In this stage, it's really about observing and understanding how what you create is working for others. I think this is a skill that you can apply literally everywhere in life. And so I pulled these four guidelines to, to prototyping. Um, and I'm going to put the link to the article I used. So now I'm going to share with you why you need to start prototyping every day in your life. It's all about creating quick experiments and learning from them. The first guideline for prototyping is just start building. So design thinking has a bias towards action, right? That means that if you have any uncertainties of what you're trying to achieve, your best bet is to just make something. That was a quote from uh, the article linked below. I will be the first to admit that I can plan an idea to death. It is so fun to come up with possibilities, right? To be limitless, to explore. And there's always a time for that. But there does come the moment where you have to actually take that idea and get it into reality. Otherwise, it's just something that exists in your head. And so something I wanna emphasize today is that an idea is a fantasy, right? Until it's been tested. So the great thing about our imagination, the great thing about ideas is that we can think about how something will turn out good or bad without real consequences. And this helps us to make better decisions and helps us to explore what we might want to do. This could be about your goals. This could be a dream you have. Maybe you want to accomplish something big one day. Maybe you want to travel. Whatever it is, we often will have ideas about how we're going to go about that thing. However, your idea is how something will probably work. And it's just that, probable. It's not reality. It's still a fantasy. It's still a daydream. So it's a possibility. It's not reality. So when faced with multiple great ideas, you really need to start testing them out to see which ones actually align with your goals, what actually will work, what won't work, what might you need to change. In psychology, positive fantasy can lead to a false sense of completeness. Um, so I found this super interesting. Basically, you dream so much about your idea 
your brain feels rewarded as if you have actually accomplished what you set out to do. The problem is that our intentions and our fantasies rarely mat match our action. Before you start telling people about it, acting as if you finished it, getting excited, and then it's just like when you're ready to go to the gym and you buy all of the Fabletics really cute leggings and you have a really cute outfit and you still haven't made it to the gym. <laughs> For example, let's say you dream about living in a city that's far away from where you're from. And maybe it's New York and you are envisioning yourself like Mary-Kate and Ashley, you know, taking New York City by storm. That sounds good, um, but maybe what you need to do is take a trip there first and don't go to all of the amazing uh, tourist attractions. Go look at the rent prices. Go talk to people. Go walk around and get an idea of what it's like to just be a regular everyday person there. So often we get can get attached to an idea, but in prototyping, we actually want to detach ourselves from the idea coming out as we want and we want to observe. So when we go to that city, we want to observe if we like the area. Do we like how it feels? Is there too much noise? Um, how's the transportation? The practical everyday things that are not cute and fun and Instagrammable. That's what you want to think about when you're prototyping, when you're trying out an idea. You really want to just say like, okay, I have this idea. I'm going to do a little test run of it and I'm going to be honest <laughs> about how it actually turns out um, so that I don't jump too far and invest too much into something that really may not work or is not actually what I want because it felt good at the moment. But hey, you change your mind and you're allowed to. So that's why we prototype. One thing you need to understand about your ideas is that not all ideas will make it. In fact, most of your ideas will not make it. And growth mindset is about accepting that fact and trying anyway, because you learn through the process of experimenting. But if you are attached to your ideas and you have a sense of pride wrapped in accomplishment, um, you actually may work against yourself. So, Here's the thing about your ideas. Your ideas are like seeds. They're not a finished product. They are not ready to go out into the world until you water it and you test it to see if it grows. So you need to just try it. This whole process is about taking action, just trying, moving yourself out of the idea phase into the actually taking action phase. So the first thing is just do it, you know, like Nike says, right? Find a way to test out your idea and observe the results. The next thing is don't spend too much time. Um, so in prototyping in the design world, the point of prototyping is to actually save resources. So you are finding ways to test your ideas in real life and you're moving through that process quickly. What I want to talk about is that we can get emotionally attached to an idea and not the actual results. If we take too long to test our ideas, what happens is we actually obscure our judgment of reality. This has a lot to do with something called the sunken cost fallacy. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but essentially it's the tendency for people to continue in an endeavor or course of action even when abandoning it would be even more beneficial.
we invest our time, our energy, our resources, and our emotions into a project and we simply don't want to give up, not because it's successful, but because we've just put so much into it. So for that reason, when you're testing things out, again, you want to move through the process fairly quickly. You don't want to fall in love with an idea uh, because you're not looking at it objectively. You're not setting metrics. I mean, how many of you, maybe this is just me, but I have so many random hobbies in my house because the idea of it sounded good. And then I got so excited that I went and I spent all this money on it, you know, and now I have piles of stuff I do not use that I refuse to get rid of because one day I just might pick up that hobby again. You know, I'm talking about jewelry making where I was going to have an Etsy shop and like, yeah, I still would love to have an Etsy shop, shop but the reality is <laughs> um, jewelry making is not at the top of my list of things I want to do. When I actually experimented and realized that it took more than just really making cute earrings, it took managing clients, it took managing um, a social media page, I quickly realized that my intentions were good, but they didn't match with my actual values and reality. When you're testing your ideas, you don't want to equate your success as a person to the success of your idea. You are not your ideas. You're not your thoughts. And if you are wrapped up in your thoughts, you can very quickly work against yourself because you get wrapped up in feelings of success or feelings of being accomplished. We want to actually accomplish something. We don't want to feel as if we accomplished something. We don't want to get stuck with a good idea. That's not what we want to do, or at least that's not what I want to do. I want to actually make something that's useful to other people, or I want to actually accomplish a dream. I actually want to do what I set out to do. And I don't want to just tell people I'm going to do it. And then, you know, you forget about it, which, hey, I think we've all been there at some point. So it's like, it's no judgment, but keep that in mind when you're testing things out. Again, growth mindset, you can grow. Your idea of failing doesn't have to be the end. Remember, you have the potential to always change, but you have to choose to change. It's not going to happen if you can't let go of failures, of mess ups, of oopses, you know, like you, again, you can't take your idea too seriously. You got to try it out, see if it works. If it doesn't, it's okay. You can move forward. The next thing is don't lose sight of what you're testing for. So I can't go in to test a website and focus on, let's say, accessibility needs and then get sidetracked by the font that's being used if it doesn't relate to that original goal. Um, if I send out a prototype and I get caught up in those little details that are really secondary, I'm going to lose time, I'm going to lose energy on something that's, you know, not important. And we can do the same thing. You know how many times I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to go on my phone specifically to look up my budget so I can plan out some great things later in the year. And I end up shopping for new things, imagining like if I could buy a new camera because, you know, there's always a new lens coming out. Um, I can get caught up seeing what's on Instagram. I can get caught up in my email. And, and before I know it, what I set out to do completely gets lost. Um, you got to keep the main thing the main thing. Um, the grass is always greener on the other side. It always is. So again, that's kind of why it's like 
doing these experiments are quick. You don't want to fall in love with the idea that will not work. We can get caught up in other people's success and sometimes that actually can be a, a distraction from us. We can have a false impression of how they got to where they are. If you've ever started a new hobby or a new business because someone told you how easy it was or how successful they were, of course it seems easy because they're telling it to you from the side of accomplishment, but the reality is that it may take far more time and energy than you think and you're only seeing the results of their work. Take the time to understand the full mental, emotional, physical, spiritual weight of what you're deciding to do. Um, talk to people who have some experience if you have time. That's, that to me is a form of prototyping is talking to somebody who's been there and done that. I mean, that's also research, but you want to consider yourself from all of the, from all of your sides. And what I mean by that is that I think when I have an idea, the idea works if everything plays out as I imagined. Um, but I'm learning to also think about who am I when I don't have the energy? For example, I wanted to do this podcast this year. That was a, that was a really fun thought. But the reality is that when I started out, I bought all this equipment. I had all these big ideas for what I was going to do with it. And I got caught up in shopping for a microphone and shopping for the right equipment that that I never considered what it's like to to commit to creating something every other week. Um, and I'm happy to do it because it's part of what I want to do to grow myself. However, <laughs> if I had, could go back in time and reapproach it, I would have considered what does it look like when you don't have time to sit in front of a camera? And what does it look like when the computer stops working? Those were all things that I completely skipped because I was just so excited. So when you're prototyping, when you're testing, don't get caught up in the beginning stages, but really Take some time, think about what you really are willing to do when you're tired, when you are busy, when you're sick. Um, before you make a commitment, consider all of the sides of you, not just the excited, motivated side. Finally, build with the user mind. So that means testing the prototype against the expected behaviors, or in your case, testing your idea and seeing if it actually turned out the way you thought it would. This is again where growth mindset comes in. You need to view the prototypes you create as not set in stone. In the case of positive fantasy, on the, on the bright side, it really can be exciting to think of possibility, but unfortunately, you can also get caught in a negative loop where you start to believe that if things don't go exactly the way you fantasize them to go, there's no other solution. But that's not true. Growth mindset teaches that even when things don't go the way I planned, I'm capable of learning, growing, changing, shifting to where I need to be. So when your idea doesn't go as planned, as probably will happen because that's life, don't throw the whole thing away. Take what you can and learn from it. 
that's like giving up on cooking because you mess up one meal yes you might have had a bad experience but that doesn't guarantee all future experiences will be bad yes the job may not have gone out how you wanted there might have been elements that were useful to that job that you can take with you as you move forward so again don't throw out everything and say well it didn't work out how i thought it would like okay it didn't work out completely how i thought it would but here's how it worked out and here's how i can take lessons from it I also want to say, like, when we're talking about build with the user in mind, consider your needs. Um, and I mean this seriously. In your fantasy, when you moved to New York City, you might have been living right in the middle of everything being busy. You might have just loved the idea of going to the bodega on the corner. You might have just been in love with the subway because you saw it in a movie and it seemed awesome. Reality is you might actually want to live somewhere quiet. You might actually want to live in the suburbs. You might actually want to live in a home versus an apartment. Don't even get me started on rent right now. But, <laughs> but I think that in an effort to save our ego, we can hold on and make commitments to ideas um, because we don't want to have to go back and tell people that it didn't work out. We don't want to admit to ourselves that we got caught up in the moment. We don't want to admit that we wasted time or energy or money. It's far better to admit that something's not working and think about what you need now. It's far better to say that you made a really fast decision and pivot than it is to continue to go along and spend more time, even though you know, hey, this really isn't becoming what I thought it would be. Again, you're inviting the right things to you. And by that, I mean that as you are very honest about what works and what doesn't, you start to create the life you actually want instead of the one that you fantasize about. Finally, I want to finish with this. If you have any shame, guilt, or embarrassment because you set out to accomplish a lot of things in your life, and things aren't going as planned. Uh, you run into people and you feel embarrassed because you feel like you should be further along. You feel like you don't have a good story to tell or anything impressive. You feel like a failure. I want you to pause and I want you to look at yourself with some compassion. And I want you to just consider that maybe you were learning, maybe you were growing. All of the things you're, you've gone through are simply the necessary nutrients and the soil for you to grow. So instead of seeing them as a waste of your life, see them as the unique marks that make you who you are. Just consider that you never stop growing. You may physically stop getting taller, but you never stop growing. You always have the potential to change. You always have the potential to try something new. It may not go as you hope. You may, like a kid does when they're learning to eat, make a mess <laughs> in the process of becoming who you are. And that's okay. Um, we are messy beings. We are messy people. We learn through experimenting. And as adults, it's hard because our experiments can cost us. It costs us our energy, our time. We can't get some of those things back but we can always choose to change and grow 
out of the challenges we face. You know, I have failed at so many different business ventures and I have also learned from them. I learned how to build websites because I failed at starting a t-shirt business when I was like 15. I learned that I actually love waking up early in the morning if I get good sleep because of the times that I attempted to wake up early to become like this Amazon marathon runner. I may have not met my goals yet or maybe I'm still learning about ways I can meet my goals that work for me, but I didn't throw out everything just because I've attempted and attempted and attempted. Um, I think that what actually will make you stand apart will make you tough because I think you, you've got to be tough in the world we live in now is your ability to get up again and again and again because there are a lot of people who won't and I hope everybody does want to get up and try again um, but often the people who are skilled the people who are successful they're not necessarily magically born with gifts sometimes they are but often they just have the tenacity to get get up again and again and again so that's all i have for today um and i'll leave you with that you may not be as successful as you think you should be you probably have done more than you are actually giving yourself credit for but if you can't think of yourself as overcoming or moving forward or having breakthroughs in certain areas of your life, can you at least recognize that you have had the courage to try again and again and again? And even if you can't consciously recognize it, you're learning each time you try. And all of that time is not wasted. It's going towards making you who you need to be. So that's all I have for prototyping today. I hope it was helpful and encouraging. Um, we have three episodes left in this series, and I'm going to make that the end of season one of The Creativity Cure. So if you want to be a part of asking questions or getting freebies like the affirmations that I currently have going right now, I want you to go ahead and visit bethanyjphotography.com. You can also email me um, your stories, your questions. I'm actually doing a giveaway to a charity of your choice if you send me a story of how you overcome or just a charity you think that really could use some branding help. It's something that I love to do um, and I want to know what you care about. I wanna know how I can support what you care about with photography. It's all about storytelling and everybody does have a story to tell. So there's more of that. Email me at bethany at bethanyjphotography.com or visit my website. You can join the Seen and Celebrated newsletter where I am celebrating women in Maryland. I'm celebrating some really fun summer businesses, things that are unique, things that you can explore in the Maryland area. I always need new people to feature. So please send me things that you'd like to feature. Finally, I'm Bethany Joy. I'm an artist in Maryland. Thank you for joining me on the Creativity Cure. And I will see you next time when we talk about how we can use prototyping and collaboration. Because again, we're looking on the inside and the outside. I'll see you later.